what do baby elephants like to do that some men enjoy as well? And have you seen a blue-footed booby? This is Season 7 of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm interested. Blue-footed booby. No, I'm Roy. And we and our staff scoured the internet to gather totally useless information just for you. Plus, we'll tell you all about the brand new Nick and Roy store, answer your mailbag questions, and in the news, she stole it her way. (laughs) Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. Welcome to the Totally Useless Information Fashion Show. Thank you for joining us. We're in 67 different countries. All right, let's go. What do you got in terms of fashion today? Well, we spoke about the first edition of Vogue magazine coming out in 1920. Vogue, 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 Vogue. magazine. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't at that time figure out how much it cost. Oh, Ah, good question. I said 1920, first magazine. What did it cost? 10 cents. Now, 10 cents was a good amount of money, I guess, right? Back then, yeah. It was probably, you probably made three cents an hour or something. You'd have to work almost a full day or so to, that's not the right math, is it? Three times. Well, no, no. It's kind of like nowadays with the Biden economy, we have to work (laughs) a whole day for a dozen eggs. How you like them apples? No, that'll cost you more. So I'm going to tell you the real names of these absolutely famous fashion people. If I told you, for example, that one of the most famous designers in the world, and the name is really Carl Anderson Jr., who do you think that is? I'm going to guess, and I think I'm going to get it because it's Carl Anderson. Is it Carl Lagerfeld? No, Carl Anderson Jr. is Michael Kors. <laughs> That's right. So Michael Kors, real name is Carl Anderson Jr. And his brother, Miller Light. No, and his son was Kors Light. The third. <laughs> the third. The Barrette or Beret. Oh. Tomato, tomato, you know the whole deal. Before it was a fashion statement, it was part of the French military uniform. That's how it became a fashion statement. People saw it on the French military uniform, and the the ladies decided to wear it uh, and turned it into a fashion statement. But also we have to remember, too, that the French really never had to fight anybody, or even in a case where they had to fight, they never really fought. So a beret was good for them, you know? Where the United States Army, we wore hard helmets and and so on because we pretty much fought. So, no, the, the, the French, you know how I feel about it, Nick. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> now, you said beret or barrette. Now, beret, I know you're trying to be funny with your French because leave the French to the people who know all about French up here in Canada, okay? Mm-hmm. So you said yeah. barrette. I thought you were talking about, like, their hair clip barrette. Oh, no, no, no. Well, and well, I don't want to berate you. No, you, you don't. <laughs> I get berated all the time. Um, <laughs> so I'll tell you about berate. Okay, so Mexican women were known for their fantastically colored berets, which are both functional and beautifully decorative. These berets usually had an ornamental face, and underneath would be a spring clip that would keep and hold the hair together. I know all about this. I'm all over this. Now, wait a minute. Did you have this one? No, I didn't. But while you were saying, because you confused me when you said 
beret or barrette. And I was like, okay, are you talking about the hair yeah, clip? Yeah, I can imagine. You're pretty easily confused. But go ahead. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's the hair clip for men. I'm not only the president. <laughs> the hair clip for men. So the next one is spelling counts. Yi Yang Keat is really Jimmy Choo. Although Yi Yang Keat? Yi Yang Keat is really Jimmy Choo. Although his family name is actually C-H-O-W, it was misspelled on his birth certificate. But his actual name is Yi Yang Keat. And of course, his sister is named Ah. <laughs> ah Choo. Gesundheit. <laughs> the largest producer of cotton in the world is now China. And I think we discussed this, but I actually found out how many they do over 90 million yards a year. Oh. 90 million yards a year of cotton is produced by China. That's enough to make like 100,000 balloons to fly over the U.S. and Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Recently in the news, there was a whole thing about the Chinese spy. It was a spy balloon, whatever. Come on. So it was made out of cotton. Okay. Why not? Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. So the devil to love this woman, Maria Bianchi, is an Italian billionaire fashion and designer and businesswoman. She was uh, educated in Milan, Italy, and graduated with... Pardon me? Milan. Milan. In Milano. Great cookies. In Italy. And graduated with a PhD in political science at the University of Milan. She trained as a mime at the Theater Piccolo. In the 1970s, she entered into her family's luxury leather bag business, which she st- was really started by her grandfather. She was legally adopted by her aunt in the 80s, so she can use the surname. Who are we talking about? Miyucha Prada. Prada. That's right. She took her aunt. Her aunt adopted her, and so she took her surname Prada. And so she is the Italian billionaire fashion woman, and the devil loves Prada. In the United States, people that live in Manhattan, New York. Now, everybody knows Manhattan. I mean, Manhattan is known everywhere in the world. People know New York and Manhattan. Right. But get ready for this one. The people that live in that small area of Manhattan spend the most money on clothing than anywhere in the world. $362 per month on average. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Wow. Spend on clothes. $400 a month on average. So, yeah, $5,000 a year on clothing. So I'm going to throw at you a a bonus geography because you said Manhattan is in New York. Actually, there are nine cities in the United States of America that are named Manhattan. There's a Manhattan, Pennsylvania, Manhattan, Nevada, Manhattan, Montana, Manhattan, Mississippi, Manhattan, Kansas, Manhattan, Indiana, Manhattan, Illinois, Manhattan, Florida, and of course Manhattan in New York. So nine cities. Don't that forget, have. don't forget Manhattan special. That's right. Do you, ever have a, do you ever have a Manhattan special? No. And remind for the those, audience what that is. Pe- yeah, for those people listening in, Manhattan special is a drink. It's a carbonated coffee. Coffee, coffee. coffee. I'm from New York. I yeah. see coffee. It's it's a, a carbonated coffee drink that you can get. It's sweet or it's you can get it sugar-free, but it is sweet. And it is actually delicious. It's very hard to find. If you ever see it, folks, Manhattan special, give it a try. 
Brought to you by Manhattan Special. That's right. <laughs> the drink for children. <laughs> so as yeah, that's right, bouncing off the walls. So I, as I can, as I conclude my list of uh, famous fashion people whose names were, they were born with different names. This one I call my ass whistles. He was born in the Bronx, New York, to Jewish immigrants, Frida and Frank. He served in the army before he went to work for Brooks Brothers as a sales assistant. He then became a necktie salesman and eventually convinced the company president to let him start his own necktie line. He launched the Ralph Lauren Corporation in 1967. His birth name, Ralph Lifsitz. Lifsitz? Lifsitz. Lifsitz. L-I-F-S-I-T-Z-Z. Lifsitz. Wow. That's weird. Ralph That's a weird Lee. name to begin with. Well, his name was Ralph, so at least he kept his first name. Lipsitz. That's right. Oh. Say that without. That's like one of those seats the old people use, where they hit the button <laughs> and the chair goes up. That's a lipsit. <laughs> That's right. It is. Hey, thank you for joining us. Totally useless information with Nick and Roy. We invite you to to visit our website. You know why? Do you know why? I know why. Why? This is big news, folks. We now have up at the top when you go to nickandroy.com. The Nick and Roy store. Da, 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 da. Yes, the Nick and Roy store. You can go there now and you could look at all the special messages because now we have birthdays and anniversaries. And not only that, not only do you get th this is becoming a big deal, folks. But not only that, we're giving more and more to you because we want you to, to really enjoy the stuff that we're doing here. So we now give you and the person you buy a special message for we give you a free 12 months of our newsletter. On top of that, you now get an e-card that comes with the message. So it's not only the message of us doing a show, a special show for that special someone, but you also get this digital card. It's fantastic. Nick? NickandRoy.com, and you go to the Nick and Roy store. The website again is NickandRoy.com. Down the garden path with Nick and Roy. Cherry blossoms, also known as Sakura, are Japan's unofficial national flower, formerly mm. called the tree flower, Konoa. Did you, did you Konoa? Uh, no, I didn't Konoa that. In Japan's <laughs> early history, it ranked second after plum blossoms. Cherry Ooh. blossoms overtook plum blossom approximately after the 8th century. So there was a battle between blossoms, plum versus cherry. Oh, wow. When the Vikings invaded Scotland, mm -hmm. the acres of wild thistle, thistle is a thorn bush. It is. I thought you were this. acres, acres and acres and acres of wild thistle. It slowed the Viking attack down because they couldn't get through the dip, the thistle, which was so dense, and allowed the Scottish to escape. They ran through the, the thistle, and they escaped. Now, which led me to think about this. The Scottish guys, they're tough because they were running through this thistle thorn bushes with kilts on. <laughs> yeah. Now that's got to be a pain in the uh, in the thistle tennis balls. It'll, the tennis right, balls. it'll be a pain in the thistle. It's a pain in <laughs> the thistle. thistle. No, if the Vikings couldn't catch them, how the hell did they run through so quick? <laughs> <laughs> I thought for a second you were lifting when you said it's a thistle. Did you know how? When did you first thought to learn how to whistle? 
the wild thistle whistle. That's right. No, but think about that. These guys were in kilts running through the thorn bushes. Yes. Wow. Kaylee Wilkes had a dream of being a nurturing plant parent. And she realized that she needed to, um, she realized that the succulent that she's been tenderly tending for two years. It's the tender succulent. That's right. She was tending for this succulent for two years. She recounted her her botanical boob because guess what? The plant was a fake. Okay. No. She quotes, according to her Facebook post, I feel like these last two years have been a lie. The stay-at-home mom from California admits she was extremely proud of her beautiful succulent. She's living the lie with that succulent, I'll tell you which, that. Which lived for two years on her kitchen windowsill. She was such a dedicated caretaker that if someone else tried to water her succulent, she got really defensive. However, mm-hmm. when she tried to transplant it to the cutest vase, according to her, she, you know, the, the grape vine, the, uh, the vine doesn't quite reach the top floor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, and so she went out, Nick. Yes. And purchased a lovely new vase. No, no, no. The, the, no, 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 no. The cutest, the cutest vase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She made a disturbing discovery. Her perfect plant was a phony. I pull it from the container, she says, and it's sitting on styrofoam with sand glued to the top. She (laughs) said, I tried my hardest to keep it looking its best, and it's completely plastic. Oh, my God. Wow. Scientists have found the oldest flower ever, the bloom named Arga fructose sinuses bloomed some 125 million years ago. Wow. That's a long time. Scottish scientists also found 1,400-year-old scrotum skin on patches of thistle in Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) What a discovery. I had to do that. Yeah, I know. That's just as shocking as what to name's uh, fake succulent plant. You hear something like that, you have a ball with it. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Let's test these, the audience. Hey, in ancient China, magnolias were thought to be the perfect symbols of womanly beauty and gentleness. In the American Mm. South, white magnolias were commonly seen in bridal bouquets because the flowers were thought to reflect and emphasize the bride's purity and nobility. Good old Magnolia. You ever seen the movie Steel Magnolia, Nick? Yes, I have. Wonderful film. Very good film. I enjoyed that film. That was one of my top 50 films. The Lotus, we have to do that one day, top films that we like. Sure. The Lotus is the sacred burial flower of the Egyptians. Because during droughts, get ready for this, folks. During droughts... They lay dormant sometimes for years. So they're laying dormant for years to only rise again the minute the water returns. The minute the rain hits them, they come back alive again after being pretty much dead for years. So it's a symbol of resurrection. So, of course, the Egyptians would put it with the burial as a symbolic gesture of resurrection in the afterlife, you know, because these people would rise up. So this is not a disease that Roy had in high school, but what about crabgrass? Crabgrass <laughs> is a thorn in many lawns enthusiasts' sides. 
The good news is, though, that grass is an annual. The crabgrass is actually an annual. It dies after one growing season. But the bad news is each crabgrass plant produces 60,000 seeds in a single season. 60,000? In one season. So it may die in one season. No wonder it's so hard for me to kill that crap. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm out here with all kinds of wheat and feed. It says kills crabgrass. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Nothing kills crabgrass. No. I'm thinking about growing crabgrass and telling all my neighbors, how do you like my crabgrass? Yeah, and then Beautiful, ex- right? Yeah, and then it'll be infested with real grass. No, and they'll be like, oh, no, we have regular grass. And be like, oh, anybody could have regular grass. <laughs> no, no one can grow crabgrass like I can. In fact, my, uh, <laughs> in fact, my head gardener is uh, Kylie Wilkes. Yeah, Kylie Wilkes. She's great. Yeah, but that's another thing, too. I'm all for fake grass. You don't cut it. You don't water it. It's, it's great. You don't waste water. It's awesome. So, it's like I feel like a tree-hugging hippie now. Well, here's the thing, though. So I live in Toronto, Royce and Fort Myers, and at the time of us recording this, as a matter of fact, there is a fight in the city of Toronto between a resident who wants to put fake grass on his front lawn. We had that in our community. So the, the city said no because we need for water to go somewhere because if you put fake grass, then the water will go into the sewers and so on. It will cause all kinds of problems. So right now, as of this recording... Um, the city is fighting with this resident, and the resident is fighting with the city to keep his fake grass. We had a neighbor that put fake grass, and uh, the the community was outraged by it. I could care less. They were outraged by it, so they had them change it. I thought it looked pretty good, to be very honest. So if so. we'd like your opinion, go to uh, nickandroy.com, click on Contact Us, and tell us what you think. Do you think there should be fake grass in your municipality or not? nickandroy.com, click on Contact Us. You should have us. seen the confused look on the dog's faces. Sixty <laughs> percent <laughs> of all flowers grown in the U.S. Mm-hmm. come from what state, Nick? State of confusion, which is where we live. <laughs> uh, the state, well, I would think California. It's You got it. Did I get it right? Wow. You did get it right. You win a Cupid dog. That's the first time Nick has ever got it right. That's right. In over, uh, <laughs> over 160 episodes I, episodes, I finally got something no, right. it is California, which I found kind of strange because, you, you know, California has its metropolis, too. Sure. You know, yeah, so yeah. you don't think of it as... Although there is a lot of farmland in California. And so, yes, 60% of all flowers grown. Congratulations. Because I got the right answer, I win a bouquet full of thistles. Milkweed. The silk from milkweed pods has, has had many uses over the years. It's been spun into candle wicks, netting, and fringes. And used this. And my nickname in high school. That's right, milkweed. No, yours was dickweed. <laughs> and also used, also used for Richard. Richard weed. I'm sorry. Pardon me, Richard weed. Yes. Uh, yeah, he had uh, elbow patches, and he and it's also used. Milkweed is also used as stuffing for pillows and mattresses. The silk is warmer than wool and six times lighter, along with being five times more buoyant than cork. Really? <laughs> During World War II, people collected milkweed pods from the wild and shipped the dried pods to collection stations all over the country because of its many uses. Oh, so that's the weed that has the pod thing on it. That's right. Milkweed. I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. That's so imagine. Crazy. So it's okay. more buoyant okay. than cork and more and and, and and even warmer 
Vin yeah. Wool. So once again, you're listening. What are you listening to? You're listening to. Uh, oh yeah, totally useless information with Nick and Roy. We thank you very much for listening. Once again, you go to our website. We'll enter your mailbag in just a moment. But you go to nickandroy.com and you click on the Nick and Roy store. It's brand new. We have our birthday message in there, our anniversary messages. We also have the newsletter and more things to come as the time goes along. So lots of things for lots of exciting news to share with you at Nick and Roy. The newsletter is great. The newsletter, you, you, you folks, it's not like what you think. It's not a cheesy newsletter. It, no. it literally is different than the show. It's a lot of personal stuff from me and Nick. We go through a lot of uh, background stuff. We we talk about recipes and all kinds of it, it's just it's it's totally different than the show and you'll really enjoy the newsletter it's a lot of fun nickandroy.com so i'll give you my teaser because i know you've been waiting chomping at the bit to find out what the heck is a blue-footed booby yeah, I really want to know what a blue-footed booby is. No, no, not a blue-footed booby. That's that's a Jewish grandmother. I'm talking about. It's actually Ralph Lauren's grandmother was a booby. This is these yeah. are blue-footed boobies. These boobies. Boobies. Those feet have led to the common names like the blue-footed booby. This is the kind of bird. Why is it called a booby? Because the Spanish called it this because it comes from the word bobo, a slang term for stupid. Uh, a reference as to how easily which was Nick's, which was Nick's nickname in high school. That's right. Bobo. I was a Bobo. <laughs> Come here, Bobo. Which, which gives new meaning to Bobo the clown. <laughs> <laughs> He's a funny, stupid guy. So the reference is to how easily the birds can be captured. So the the Spanish sailors in the 18th century used to be able to catch them right away. Boobies, like most seabirds, can spend weeks or months out at sea. The brightness of their feet decreases with age, so females tend to mate with younger males with brighter feet, mm. which have higher fertility and greater ability to provide parental care than older males. So Yeah, I'd be more popular if I had a foot, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll decide if i leave this in or not there was a joke where um a uh, an italian uh, young lady got married and she's never been with a man before and um and so after the wedding of course they didn't go to the honeymoon they went to the mother's house upstairs so she comes downstairs and she says to the mother mama mama i'm so afraid he took off his shoes because don't worry go upstairs go up the stairs and you take care of your husband she comes back down a few minutes later. She says, Mama, Mama, he took off uh, his pants. Don't worry. Go back up the stairs take care of your husband. Now, what we have to tell you is that her husband had a war injury. He only had one foot. So when she came down again, she says, Mama, Mama, he has a foot and a half. She says, you stay down the stairs. I go up the stairs. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's got a foot and a half. You know, you know what's funny? Yeah. Not you. <laughs> 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 when dragonflies mate, yes, they link their tails together and literally form a heart. Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah, they form a heart. Yeah, I'm so old that when I mate, it goes so fast you couldn't tell what I created. <laughs> you created, <laughs> you created a mess, is what you created. <laughs> now here's you a blink and it's over. 
<laughs> that was a quote from Mrs. Roy. So here's a question. Here's a question. And then followed by thank God. Thank God it's over. <laughs> so here's a question for the ages. Can you cut an earthworm in half? So well, why would you? Well, you could. I mean, why would you want to? Right? So yeah. many children are taught that earthworms possess such strong regeneration capabilities that cutting one earthworm in half will produce two separate living earthworms. While earthworms are able to recover from some serious damage, they possess a nervous system that must remain intact to survive. In the best case scenario, you might end up with one injured earthworm and one dead one. But I was just going to say, if you cut them in half, Nick, yes, and they both did live, which one got the head and which one got the you know what? The tail. They fl- I don't maybe they right. fl- they flipped the coin. Well, while it's impossible to avoid um, ever injuring these beneficial creatures because they are beneficial for your garden, they might even help you with your crabgrass. Deliberately cutting them is unnecessary and bad for your soil. And oh. f- and for your soul, why would you want to do that? Yeah, exactly. And you got a lot of time on your hands where you're digging to get these worms and go, ah, I'm going to cut you in half. Yeah. You know, wow. You know what? When, seems- when, excuse me, when the earthworm went home and, and his wife said to him, you're only half the earthworm you used to be. <laughs> I like the other joke better. Okay. No. <laughs> it seems, <laughs> it seems, get ready. This is what I loved when I read it. Ducks love to surf. Now, they have actually been witnessed doing the different places. They'll literally ride a wave in on their, you know, on their, their duck feet. Yeah. They'll ride the wave in surfing. And when they get to the shore, they swim back out again and do it over again. Really? So they enjoy doing it. It's fun for them. It's a pastime. Yep. Yeah, I went out with a duck once in high school. She yeah. wanted to get down, if you yeah. know what I mean. Exactly. <laughs> get down. And then she down. gave you and then she gave you the bill. <laughs> so let's Here's another question. Uh do worms we're going to keep with worms here. Do worms pee? Now, there's no Ooh. such thing as worm pee, although earthworms... Well, which half are we talking about? <laughs> well, the back half, I would imagine. <laughs> earthworms, the one that survived, do not urinate like mammals. The worm... There's actually, the term worm tea is often used to refer to the drainage of liquid because it seeps out from the bottom. This was what I... That was one of the questions I really wanted to ask you. How, if you cut it in half, could it survive you would be like if you cut a human in half, you wouldn't right. be able to d- excrete, so you would die. But if we excrete from our skin, we could live. That's correct. But the earthworms don't excrete from uh, from your skin. This was my teaser, folks. Baby elephants, they like like a, like a like a human baby would suck their thumb. Right. Baby elephants suck their trunks to oh. soothe themselves. Just like a baby sucks their thumb, the baby elephant sucks its trunk. It makes sense, right? Sure. The okay In now. The trunk. <laughs> so listen really carefully, okay? Yeah. This um, okay. This female insect pokes out a penis to penetrate the male vagina. 
Wow, no, wait a minute. Wait, I didn't get the dyslexic here. This is here. a screwed up thing. No. This sounds like something going on in the Biden administration. No, 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 no. This has not, I'm not dyslexic. I'll read the, the caption again. This female insect pokes out a penis to penetrate the male vagina. In mm. the case of the bat poop eating bark lice, males the have- bat poop eating? Bark lice. Okay, so not only are they screwed up that way, they're eating poop. A, a bad poop, yes. Males mm. have a vagina-like indentation into which females insert their penis-like structure called a gynosome to hook on and vacuum up their sperm. You know, after 60 years of marriage, I feel like I have a vagina too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Building on some previous research, Entomologist, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Zixin Cheng and colleagues used microcomputer to create a 3D model of the copulating winged insects from caves. The copulating, in... I like that. That's right, copulation. And they yeah. took some 3D models of this uh, these winged insects from the caves in Brazil to work out how these structures function and perhaps determine how complete. They complete this genital reversal, how it came about, where they confirm that unlike other female protruding genitals as pseudopenises, the gynosome is more of a complex organ. One last thing, using the hook to the base of the gynosome, females can oh cling. Oh my God, this keeps going on. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you, what, but this is the, the most important fact. She can yeah. cling on to the males for a shocking long time, up to 70 hours. They're copulating. Mm -hmm. Of course, because if a female is going to, you know what, she's going to dig it in and do it for 70 hours. She's going to be like, if I had a penis, I'd do it for 70 hours. The octopus yes. has three hearts. I think we spoke about that once on the show. Uh -huh. But get ready. This is an anatomy lesson on an octopus. Three hearts. It has nine brains and blue blood. It's one of the freakiest animals on earth Blue. nobody can figure this animal out now through the through, through the hereditary chain each tentacle has its own brain and the main brain controls those brains right okay so each tentacle has its own brain kind of like men our tentacle sometimes has its own brain <laughs> and we think with it. <laughs> yes. And sometimes it's half a brain and sometimes you have no brain. You're listening to totally useless information with Nick and Roy. Thank you once again for joining us. Once again, we invite you to go to our website, nickandroy.com. You not only can you download and catch up on all of the latest, all of the episodes in our full library of totally useless information, you can also go to the brand new Nick and Roy store, as we mentioned, to talk about the birthday messages, anniversary messages, and just to, to, to bring more, um, to give you more information about the birthday messages and anniversary messages. It's somebody's birthday, someone that your friend or someone in your family, someone you love, you order one, and what we do is we gather totally useless information about the person and the day that they were born and then produce a full show, a little show, based on that information specifically for that person. So each message is personalized, and all the comments we get are the same. You guys went out of your way. This is a unique gift. No one ever thought of doing something like this. Thank People you very much. People are flipping much. out over yep, this. Exactly. They really are. They, they're flipping out over it. It's great. It's great, and we try to keep it at, at a bare minimum price. 
if you go on some of these websites like Cameo and stuff where they have uh, talk show hosts and and, uh, DJs do a a special, they just say, happy birthday to you, whatever, and they charge you 30, 40 bucks for that. We do an entire show for you folks. It is so amazing. Plus, you'll get uh, two two people will get our newsletter free for 12 months, and you get the e-card free now. So just go to nickandroy.com. It's free. Go to nickandroy.com, and you can listen to, what, 160-something episodes now? A full library. It's crazy, and it's all free. It's more information than you'd get at Harvard. (laughs) That's right. And you get a TUI (laughs) diploma just for listening to Total Useless Information with Nick and Roy. What's in the mailbag? What's in the Ivy from Montreal, Quebec. My fellow Canadian friend. You pick the Canada ones next. Well, this is a special one because she says, Dear Nick and Roy. Well, that's not why, but there's more. We love listening to your show. We hear you twice a week, first on Thursdays and then again on Saturdays. So on Thursdays, we release the podcast. But on Saturdays, on our radio station, CJAD in Montreal. Most people, Nick, some people that, that are listening to the podcast, don't understand that we're on radio from coast to coast to coast all over Canada. So I just had to add that in, give the, people a little context. The, and if you get the newsletter, you'll understand a lot of the stuff. But exactly. Even I understand it. That's why I have to read it. So that's right. On the iHeartRadio Talk Network all across Canada. So CJD is one of the radio stations. So she says, we were watching base, a baseball movie when they said the hitter hit the home run a country mile. Here's my question. What is a country mile? Is it different mm. than a city mile? Thanks, and we look here. We look forward to hearing more of you. Well, thank you very much. Well, first of all, Ivy, thank you. Uh, a country mile was originally defined as the distance you have to walk to get help if your truck or your vehicle breaks down. Ah. And if your wife and your dog left you. However... The introduction of the new revised rural system and improved traceability, the country mile was redefined as six elevenths of a real long ways or 2.59 fair piece. Okay. So now a regular mile is this distance covered by 1,000 paces. As this varies between countries, the country mile varies accordingly as well. For example, the Romans, inventors of the unit, covered 1,480 meters with that many paces. The Irish, with 1,000 paces, and with their leaping steps, (laughs) covered 2,048 meters. Yeah, the Irish uh, did it with shots of uh, whiskey. That's right. And, <laughs> and then they wound up... Then they wound up in Scotland. And, and they wound up in Scotland with all kinds of thistle. Yeah. So thank you, Ivy, and uh, we hope that that, uh, that information took a long country mile. Greta from Bonn, Germany. Aha. Deutschland, Deutschland. We need more Germans. Please send us some emails. Greta from Bonn, Germany says, she says, is it true that you speak German? Yes, Greta. I do. I actually do speak German. Greta, if you got the newsletter, you'd find things out like how I grew up and 
my grandparents were German and so on and so forth. And that's going to be a, a, an entire article in the newsletter. Mm -hmm. But I do. I sprechen Sie gut Deutsch. Right. And, and then she goes on to say, we love your show. And when you sing the national anthem of Germany, you guys are so funny. Please keep it up. And she wrote something. It, it doesn't make any sense. But she says, please keep it up. We're trying to get all Germans to listen to your show. Well, sehr gut. And auf Wiedersehen. Danke. Danke. Sehr gut. Danke, Shane. And thank you very much for listening. Yeah, today on the show, we talked about... What did we talk about today? Hold on. We talked about animals. Yeah. We talked about flowers on the garden path. That's right. And we talked about fashion. Well, yeah, we talk about fashion. We don't actually wear it. You know what it's... <laughs> but you know what it's time for? It's time for the news. It's time for the news. Oh, no. From around the corner and around the world, this is TUI News. A toilet paper thief escalated and stole pipes behind the toilet. Police are still looking for Wait, this. he's a toilet paper thief who graduated up to pipes? This is a female that they're looking for. It's a toilet mm -hmm. paper thief. And she escalated to steal the pipes behind the toilet. Oh, the police are still looking for this woman who stole the pipes on December the 12th at a Burger King near 60th Street and Havelock Avenue in Lincoln. Now, wait a minute, in Nick. Lincoln, I'm, thinking this one. I'm thinking this out now, Nick. Yes. The woman stole the pipes. Right. And then left the bathroom. It was a Burger King? Yes, it was. That's why it says she stole it her way. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I kind of got an idea of where she hid them to get them out. Well, hold on. But I'll talk about that later. Go well, on. Well, hold on. So, once again, if you're listening to us in Lincoln, Nebraska, this was at the Burger King at 60th Street and Havelock Avenue. Secu you have the actual address. Security video showed the woman going into the bathroom and leaving with a strange bulge in her pants. Uh -huh. After she left, the pipes behind the toilet and the wall were missing. Aha! Uh -huh. People say, <laughs> people's, police say, the woman has also been suspected of stealing toilet paper from that very, re that very restaurant on previous occasions. Mm -hmm. They throw the book at her, but they have no more paper left. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> In another case, officers are looking for the owners of a red pickup involved from a theft from a bar near 33rd and Superior Streets. Okay, so there's a lot of toilet theft going on here in, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Right. On December 27th, the truck, the red pickup truck, was seen driving mm -hmm. off with wall panels of a walk-in cooler. Wow. Then wow. on January... So they're, they're, they're stealing... They're stealing kitchen and bathroom items that's correct and then finally on january 17 two people driving a different truck showed up at the bar and stole the replacement cooler which is being assembled wow. outside this is the cooler with no walls that's right exactly so what they steal the door <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that right. no walls. the police estimate the loss at around forty five hundred dollars so be on the lookout, which is, by the way, which is what BOLO stands for. You learn something new. Yeah. Listen, laugh, and learn. BOLO, be on the lookout 
for a woman from 60th Street and Havelock Avenue in Lincoln, Nebraska, who stole toilet paper and pipes. Look for the bulge in her pants. Yeah, yeah. She might be asleep. She's three sheets to the wind. <laughs> sheets <laughs> to toilet right. paper. I wonder <laughs> when she carried them out, did she carry with the rolls coming from the top or from the bottom? It's always a debate. I would assume the bulge was probably the toilet paper. I think the pipe was hidden. Where was the... Wait a minute. No. So police say it was a strange bulge. So where do you think the pipes were hidden? I'm not going to discuss this because I didn't have a chance to pat her down. <laughs> but, <laughs> but had I been able to frisk her... That's right. I could have figured. I could have. I could have broke this wide open. <laughs> hold the pickles. Hold the lettuce. Hold the toilet paper. Hold the pipes. My gosh. So this was at a Burger King. At 60th Street and Havelock Avenue in Lincoln, Nebraska. Now maybe, maybe, just maybe, she didn't steal the pipes or the toilet paper. Maybe, just maybe, she ate at the Burger King. And it had such an adverse effect on her, she went in the bathroom and blew the pipes out, as well as used most of the toilet paper that was in there. Could have happened. Nick. It could have. But Burger King is a fine, it is a very fine burger establishment. Hey, guess what? That's all the time that you we like have. You like Burger King better than McDonald's? You know what? Um, they're two different burgers. Um, we actually have Harvey's up here in Canada. We have a... When you come up, hopefully when you come up in the summer, uh, Roy and Deb are, are thinking of, uh, of coming up in the summer. And maybe we'll take you to Harvey's, a really fine uh, Canadian uh, burger I'm gonna place. Go, I'm going to go with you to Harvey's. And I will say, because Nick, Nick didn't want to say, because he, he didn't want to put himself and pin himself down. But I'm going to say it, Nick. I prefer Burger King over McDonald's. Oh. But... McDonald's usually has toilet paper. <laughs> That's right. All I know is that here are your expectations. That's all the time we have for this week's episode. Of totally useless information with Nick and Roy. We thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate your support. Once again, go to nickandroy.com. Have all kinds of stuff there. But we will scour the internet and other sources. And we'll have our staff to do that as well for you for next time with totally useless information. So until then, keep an eye out for the... <laughs> Look for the bulge in her pants coming out of her It was in King. Lincoln, Nebraska. They need that like a hole in the head. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they give a Don't fight. Don't worry, folks. You'll get that from 15 minutes from now. <laughs> That's right. Including, and you know what? Here, Here's a hint. Here's $5. Lincoln. That's I'm, very good, Nick. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy is a production of NickAndRoy.com. Visit NickAndRoy.com to access the full library of episodes or wherever you get your podcasts.